You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I'm Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm the boy wonder, Dick Grayseth. What, nothing? Mm. Jason well, Todd? Mm. A Seth in the family? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm running out of these. Don't make me use up uh, all of them one week. Stephanie Johnson? <laughs> Carrie Sethy. <laughs> I like that. Hey, so, good to be back with you guys. <laughs> yeah. This thing that we do. Episode number three. Uh, I want to thank everyone for downloading our podcast. It seems to be going very well on the Podbean network. We are like way more, when we used to be called So Pro, but like we're way more professional now that we're not called So Pro. <laughs> Is that why we're getting all these downloads? It's weird. It's the all new, all different, improved. We have like a website and like, what's that thing? iTunes yeah, that we're people on use? iTunes and Stitcher and Podbean. Oh my. Impressive stuff. Yeah, it's exciting. Let's mix it up. This week we're going to start off with TV. Ooh. You have failed this city. Run, Barry, run. Marvel and DC on TV. Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent. Jobless. Michael, of course, couldn't let us not know that Supergirl got renewed. <laughs> <laughs> I was chomping at the bit. I was like, oh, yeah. As if there was any real question. And what, was there an episode of that? Yes, there was. Um, what happened? It was great. And he, he loved it. Whatever happened, he loved it. <laughs> well, see, I, I've pulled a very long week with many hours, so I, I might be a little off kilter uh, this evening. Baseball season started, so I I wasn't. Yeah. I was watching the I'm Reds game. I was not watching uh, Supergirl. Sorry, <laughs> unless she's batting cleanup, I was not watching Supergirl <laughs> this week. Well, it was all about the uh, Mirrod project that was non. Basically, got it where everyone was under. His control. I did flip past, and there was like some kind of alien mystique-looking creature with the Brainiac symbol on her forehead. Oh, that was like, Indigo. Yeah, uh, okay. she's a descendant or a relative of Brainiac Five. They actually she, mentioned Brainiac. Yo, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Of the Brainiac construct, but she she was in Young Justice. The character was, and for people that don't know, I think her name's Laura Vanderveet. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was Supergirl on the Smallville series. Um, not so pretty in this one. It's very mystique looking. I do not like... I will... This is my major downer. I do not like the design at all. The makeup was not very good. Yeah. It didn't look... It didn't look alien. It just looked kind of cheap. It, it looked as good as the uh, Wicked Witch on Once Upon a Time. Uh, so, yeah, I, I hope that she gets blown up and turns into something else. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, Non takes control of everyone. And this, this, this was great. Uh, he has Jimmy Olsen, her other friend, and some random head, redheaded girl jump off of, um, Cat Grant's building. 
She's able to save two of those. Does anybody want to guess? Let me guess. <laughs> Who she didn't save? Was she wearing a red shirt? Well, she did have red hair. Uh, so, but she's freaking out trying to figure out how to stop Non. And I think that's leading up to the big finale. Um, and hopefully we see a glimpse of, uh, her big daddy because Martian Manhunter is still looking for him. What was that, uh, other DC show you were just saying you watched this week? Uh, I watched DC's Legends of That's Tomorrow. right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we went from Perdegaton to, uh, Jonah Hex within one week. <laughs> so. I, I'm just curious because I haven't seen the, uh, the Jonah Hex movie, which one did a better job? Oh, playing this was Jonah. way better. <laughs> There's no question. <laughs> but it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a Western episode. Um, we learn about why basically Rip has the look he has with the trench coat and, and the six shooter. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got to watch our heroes basically in the wild west. Um, had some cool little moments. They get into a bar brawl and kind of doesn't want to leave the ship and we don't know why at first but then uh we find out that um he's been there before it's they're in this town salvation which apparently is some type of um anomaly where yeah vortex of time or something so so if they want to they can do a spinoff of jonah hex where all this weird crap happens in this town that was what i like best about that episode you expect to have to have 10 minutes of explaining things and Mm -hmm. jonah hex is just like Oh, you guys are time travelers? Like, yeah. of course Jonah Hex has dealt with time travelers before. It's just, he just, he knows what he's doing. And spoiler alert, Dr. Stein saves H.G. Wells. Yep. I knew the minute that kid, I knew, that's little birdie. I'm like, Albert Einstein. I'm like, I'm running through names. Like, who could this kid be? Yeah. I didn't get, I knew it was somebody, but I didn't, I didn't guess. Well, it cracks me up because Rip's always going, about the time, about the time, like pulling a doc brown. Obviously, everything they do in the past has already happened, and there's a reason why they do it. So why does he even bother? I like the little back, almost a Back to the Future reference there where um, the Adam's all about the Old West, and he's all excited. He loves Westerns, and he walks in, and the guy says, well, what's your name? And he goes, John Wayne. So it was a little throwback when uh, Marty calls himself Clint Eastwood, I Clint Eastwood's the biggest <laughs> yellow belly in the West. <laughs> so. I like the little, they had a little Easter egg too. It was the, the Kubert Bank was one of the signs mm-hmm. on the building. So a little shout out to Joe Kubert, classic artist. Nice. But it was a fun episode. I, I did. I really liked it. So I wonder as what's, usual. what's going on with Adam's eyes. Like if you ever look at Brandon Roth, which I do all the time, <laughs> uh, He's got his eyes are brown, but it's like they're bloodshot all the time. Like every other time, I don't know if he's just working really super hard because it was the same thing so, in Arrow. But like mm. he's the only one I ever noticed where his eyes are like bloodshot more often than not. Let's get to the bottom of this. Yeah, <laughs> I want to know. My my other question is: if they're heroes, why do almost every episode uh, have a bar fight scene? In it? <laughs> I saw is it uh Cliff you said you finished Daredevil season 1. I just finished it this morning actually. So I, I saw that uh Charlie Cox plays yep. Daredevil announced that he is he's a, of the belief they're going to start filming Defenders at the end of the year. I, I saw something today where um I think the showrunners are coming from Daredevil yeah, from the same, Daredevil same series, showrunners so, that do Daredevil yeah. are going to do Defenders, which is wonderful. Yeah. Stick stick with what works. The only other TV talk I saw, I was upset to see that Obama's going to get all the Game of Thrones episodes before I am. <laughs> what? He requested that. He specifically 
talked to HBO executives or whatever requested. He wants early screenings of all Game of Thrones episodes. No, you know. Uh, hmm. Thanks, Obama. You you get that. Yeah, and he bypasses Congress with exactly. an executive order. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I say uh, he's got nerd cred. Do something about. That. Turn this into like right wing, right wing screens. Our ratings. Hey, when it comes to Game of Thrones, like talk radio ratings are way higher than ours. That's right. And in Star Wars news, we had the Alamo Draft House, cinemas that. I wondered if you were going to pick this one up. Oh yeah, what do I miss, really? Was a, you know, originated in Austin. You know, they have cinemas throughout the country, but they, they're go- there's going to be the return of the trilogy, and they're going to re- release the original trilogy show show them in twenty plus locations throughout the country. Closest one to here to us in Ohio is Philadelphia, so we're not Ooh, we're gonna only get, eight hours away. Yeah, exactly, but they haven't announced all the locations yet. They're going to add locations, but. They're going to show them. Uh, tell them about People's Bank Theater. Yeah. That'd be, hey, that'd be a good yeah, low-cover. to run movies. But they're going to show them back-to-back-to-back. To back to back yeah. Because yeah. they're, they're doing places. a uh, screening of The Wizard of Oz coming up here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, really impressed with that. Because I worried that they wouldn't do cool things like that. It would just be performances. And, yeah. But actually screening classic movies down there, that's... Yeah, because really they already had one Tuesday. They, they, they did showed, Casablanca. Uh, yeah. They yeah. already did Casablanca. And then they're, they're also doing uh, Spotlight. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So more recent, not see. just classic You movies, couldn't even see. You had to really go to Athens to see it was the closest it was around here. Yeah. I think. Tickets were $8, so... Yeah. Yeah. I think that's next week. Oh. I'm waiting on the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, all-nighter. But anyway, don't get too crazy excited about this original trilogy screen because it's special editions. I feel, uh, that's I the first like, thing I started digging for. I was like, yeah, how original is this? You know, and it's not. Oh, I saw them in theaters when they re-released them. Oh, yeah, 97. 97, yeah. I feel like there's some kind of weird George Lucas loophole where he owns the rights to the original uncut, unedited versions. I heard somebody, a conversation the other day, and people were, they were uh, talking about what generation of Star Wars fan are you? Are you, you know, are you original? Are you like 1.5? Are you prequel? Are you rebels? Where did you come in at? A, and uh, one guy described it as basically, I, I described my, my Star Wars generational fandom as who shot first (laughs) (laughs) i i had a boss that saw the original star wars in the theater 17 times well i thought you were gonna say bosk but bosk i saw it in the people's bank theater you telling me yeah and uh, we were talking about the Force Awakens DVD and Blu-ray came out last week. There was you know, deleted scenes on there. Well, this one reporter pulled up an interview that he'd had with J.J. Abrams, where <laughs> Abrams had announced, you know, there was going to be like a dozen full deleted scenes that would add up to about ten or twenty minutes on the mm-hmm. Blu-ray. And then when the Blu-ray, you know, when it came out, there's like less than it's closer to five minutes of very brief scenes. So a bunch of stuff isn't on there. Yeah. They're yeah. holding some stuff back yeah, for, for, a, special for the next yeah. release. It's yeah. just, it just, but it just bugs me when they say up front that something's going to have yeah. something, and then like I say, when you say there's going to be like twenty minutes, and then there's five. Yeah, 
I was surprised I heard someone talking about there wasn't, they didn't do a commentary at all on this, on this disc. That was kind of surprising, but then I thought, well, maybe they were afraid of saying too much, of commenting on something and somebody running wild with it or some, you know, getting leaked out about episode eight or whatever. Is that going on a style? Like the commentary? Yeah. I, I didn't think so. I mean, I don't know. I haven't bought a whole lot of D- DVDs. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I'm one of curious. the only reasons to buy physical copies now. Yeah. Besides the fact that I want them in my hand and be able to play them <laughs> when there's no internet or whatever. But the, <laughs> the old phone. Yeah, would one of those streaming places, if, would they provide you know a separate stream for a comic? No, they like, don't. No, no, nobody I've seen that does that. Uh, Netflix, get on that. Yeah, they, that's, that's one of the only reasons people buy the physical media. And then never listen to it. Right. I'll no. get around to it one of these days. That's, it, that's right. Yeah. I saw that Han Solo's jacket from Force Awakens sold for $191,000. Cliff didn't wear it here tonight, so I'm assuming nope. he's not the buyer. Nope. And we were talking about Han Solo, young Han Solo mm-hmm. casting. You know, they've, they've zeroed in on a guy, Alden Ehrenreich. Apparently is the major front runner. Like it's almost a done deal. He was in the Coen Brothers Hail Caesar earlier this mm-hmm. year. I have no idea. I, I saw his picture. I had no idea. Basically, who it was. I know, buddy. Yeah. So, which is good. Did, than, did anyone see that Hail Caesar? No, I wanted to. Yeah, I did um, too. Going back to last week on Star Wars, though, we were joking around about Mon Mothma and how the actress looked mm-hmm. just like and come. I'd forgotten this, but apparently Mon Mothma, Mon Mothma was in episode six. Yes, not return, six, not six, uh, three revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah. 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 And it's the same actress. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't even remember her being in that one, but yeah, it is the same woman from that movie. So tell us about star Wars land, star Wars land. Um, well, construction has officially started in Disneyland in California and Disney World uh, down at Hollywood Studios in Florida. Basically, they just released a shot from Disneyland, which is a big pile of dirt, a 360 shot, where they threw in some stormtroopers. Oh, the most, the most and, magical dirt I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> how did they, you know, how they always do the groundbreaking? Did they have some kind of special lightsaber to no, I scoop really, the dirt? I didn't see anything about that. Um, of course, everything is <laughs> behind. Tyler Ren throw a fit and just, eh! <laughs> throwing handfuls of dirt everywhere. Yeah, so it, it's officially began, which we knew was going to happen in April. Um, this is this is Disneyland and Disney both. World, same yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both simultaneous. Oh, When's it yeah. supposed to be ready? Uh, no word yet. Uh, Not anytime soon, evidently. <laughs> Disney is notoriously slow. Um, Besides the fact they t- probably don't want to say. 2018, and then nobody goes to Disney World the next two years. Well, not yeah, not only that because I mean half of Hollywood Studios is closed. Or what was Hollywood Studios is closed because they're also adding Toy Story Land to uh, to that park. But um, yeah, everything's it, it's officially began. Which you know, April second um, down in Florida, they closed all the remaining attractions that had to go. Basically, the backside of the park that hadn't been closed previously. But yeah, no huge ceremony. No, yeah, everything's behind construction walls at this point, so it's pretty hush hush. Um, no, bi- no other than it began big news about it. So wait and see. And there was a new uh, Star Wars comic, C three PO, that came out this week, explaining how he got the red arm. Yeah, right? Do you guys want to know how he got his red arm from the Force Awakens? <laughs> I'm excited to know. About Come on down to us. It's only four four ninety nine for the one shot issue. C three PO special. I foresee Chewbacca, 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 uh, ripping off his arm and 
throwing a red one at him or something. Yeah, he threw a red one at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, then never mind. Save your four ninety nine. Uh, it was a good issue uh, by James Robinson and Tony Harris, oh, the Starman team. Dude, put that on my list so now. This, this is my dream team. This was the first comic they've done since the Starman run. <sighs> I'm sal- I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sal- salivating a lot during this episode. <laughs> but it, yeah, it was a solid issue. It was uh, I won't spoil the whole thing, but it's three PO on a mission. There's a droid with information that the First Order has that they need, and there's a crash, and the only people that survive it are droids. So it's C-3PO and a handful of droids have to survive this hostile planet, <laughs> escorting this enemy droid across it. So it was, a, it was just a one-shot, uh, pretty solid issue. There's always a droid that has information. <laughs> Stupid <Yeah>. droids. <laughs> <laughs> and on to movies. In a world, in the year 2017, in a time within this skyscraper high above the city, in a town driven by competition, in a world that's powered by violence. Deadpool 2, big surprise, announced there it's, it's a lock to happen. Ronald so. Reynolds could just do Deadpool for the rest of his career and be just fine. I mean, the way that he is behind it, like doing the, the viral marketing and everything, like, I mean, I assume it's him, you know. Yeah. But uh, he's spot on. <clears throat> yeah, he uh, they definitely killed it with that marketing. And that. But uh, AMC mm-hmm. floated an idea this week that went over like a lead balloon. They, of the Walking Dead? No. They, <laughs> <laughs> AMC. A second idea. AMC Theaters. <laughs> they uh, decided they were going to cave to the millennials and suggest oh, maybe man. having some theaters where they allowed texting and getting oh, on the phone. Yeah, it's called Home. It was an uproar on the internet for the last two or three days until collectively the internet said, get off my lawn. We don't want it to happen. And I was really proud. <laughs> I would be happy to abandon the theater. To the right. I saw that, if they could yeah. figure out a way to do like home streaming where they could get you a new release movie for 10, 15 bucks into your home, I would stay home and watch a movie there and let... Let the kids do whatever they want in the theater. <laughs> and there's like, and talk through it and text through it and do whatever they want. And you could buy this like movie pack where they, they ship it to you. It'd be like a subscription service where they have like, uh, aisle scented, um, you know, the sweat smell of the theater and some stickiness to throw on your seat. Uh, but speaking of AMC theaters, uh, I'm going to back up here for a second. Um, we were, we were up in Columbus and I got to delightfully show my wife, uh, Batman versus Superman because I told her I could not talk to her about it till after she seen it. And she I kept, cannot believe you went back for more. Well, here it's a funny story. Were you guys having a fight or something? Like you didn't <laughs> like, want to talk to her? For well, she had to see it because I refused to talk to her because I knew if I would open my mouth, she would not go see it. I don't was, want. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, anyway, we you know, and plus I'd never seen a movie in IMAX before, so I wanted to see what the big deal was and. Uh, and was it a big deal? Eh. <laughs> uh, it's bigger. I mean, and I, what was really odd about it was she had a problem watching the movie because the glasses were messing with her. It gave her a headache. But anyway, 30 minutes into the movie, there was a storm outside, power surge that shut the whole theater down. There's like 30 theaters up there. The good news about IMAX is it takes 30 minutes to reboot. So it was either you go to the next viewing or get a refund. Can you watch IMAX without 3D? Yeah. I don't know. I never yeah. took the glasses off. I'm pretty sure you can. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, do blurry. they offer it? Uh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. That was IMAX 3D. But I'm I'm wondering if they offer IMAX without 3D, like a 
Well, that's what I was wondering if the IMAX 3D was the precursor to the 3D movie. I've never seen. I've, that's the first time I've ever seen I, it. No, they've had 3D. I don't like 3D because my main reason is it makes it takes the color out, makes it dim. There's something about the way they do that that it it just it turns gray. And, and with it being Batman versus yeah, Superman, exactly, <laughs> there was nowhere to go. It was black that. and white. Uh, but to wrap that up, basically, her review is. I can wait for it to come out on video. We got our money back, so so she got enough of a taste of it. To yeah, know she did. That she's not missing anything, and and we're actually being proactive because we had a listener in Florida that said from our Batman versus Superman review, based on our review, he was not going to see it. <laughs> the power we wield, <laughs> evidently not a lot because it's still making mass money. So we're doing the Lord's work. And anyway, Adam Aaron, CEO of AMC, said that that uh, they were abandoning that. Texting in theaters idea. Cliff? Sorry. <laughs> I what said we're abandoning <laughs> the texting. Okay, and I threw out a bunch of... Are we talking about movies or TVs right now? Movies. This is movies. Okay. I'm just making sure Follow I'm on the right page. This, uh, I gave a bunch of Spider-Man potential titles. That's yeah. funny. You were right on, weren't you? And it came down to Spider-Man Homecoming, which doesn't that have to be a nod to it coming home to Marvel? It was a storyline, actually, actually, wasn't it? Wasn't there a Spider-Man How old is he in this universe? He's a teeny. He's a teeny. Yeah. Homecoming sounds familiar as a comic, but it's not one of the major storylines. Right. It's not one of the ones that's instantly recognizable as you know, what it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I assume that there probably will be some sort of homecoming dance or something in the movie, but I feel like overall the title is, you know, talking about, yeah, the they're coming from Sony to Marvel. You know, he's, they've got him back. This, you know, they, they did say, I heard that there's not going to be, in Civil War or in this Spider-Man Homecoming, a an origin story. Thank God. Well, that's good. How will we know? I don't know who this character is, but apparently they're going to try to pull it off. I did see that Michael Keaton was in the forerunning to be the possible villain. Mm. Yeah, I saw that. Birdman. Guys- <laughs> Batman. <laughs> did anyone watch that? Birdman. I, I saw watched, about half I, of it. Yeah, it's exactly that's all I could take. Exactly how much I saw half of it. I don't know why I ever talked because I freaking loved it. I liked it. I thought it was great. I thought it was just high five, Jordan. Yay! I, I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. I loved it. It was a little full of itself. Yeah, it was a that's, little. That's exactly what I thought, and I liked that those types of odd movies, and yeah. I just thought it went it was a little over the top. So, if he does get it, what are you guys' bets on which villain he would play? Well, the rumors are. Like I, said. I haven't heard any of the rumors. Okay. Well, who do you think? Drop it. I think Chameleon would be a good one for him. Maybe the Vulture? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <sighs> that's why I said Birdman. Yeah, They're saying man. the Vulture. Yeah. Is it? Craven the Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> like a bald, <laughs> nervous Craven the Hunter. Well, I want to see him... I want to see Betty. If you go back to the original, the very first Amazing Spider-Man run... Like, he was hitting on Betty that worked for the Daily Planet, and she was actually an older woman. So, like, he was trolling cougars before it was even cool. Apparently, Justice League started filming this week, even though they, I heard them saying that they were going to change some stuff, make it, again, like I said, make it lighter because of the, all the fallout. How much can they change? It's mm-hmm. The script's written. <laughs> They're doing it. And they announced that, the as the rumors suggested, there is a solo Batman film in the works. With written by Affleck and Jeff Johns. I heard he wanted to do three of them. Three solo Batman yeah. movies. Affleck's directing it. Yeah, it? he's yeah. directing 
and writing. They're like swapping script back and forth, back and forth, just like. Which I heard that too during the Batman versus Superman. That I didn't know if it was alleged or what, but that he actually changed some stuff in there. He, I, I heard that, and then they claimed it wasn't true. But then this past week, they were saying that he just was frustrated and would was trying to change things, and it wasn't happening. And that's where you got Sad Affleck. That's what. So it all build up to that sad look on his face. <laughs> this be our finally get our uh, Matt Damon as Robin take. <laughs> that would be so sweet. <laughs> or Jason Todd. Yeah, they, there's been, of course, the the world premiere of Civil War a month early. That's confidence. Yeah, that's confidence. I saw that. uh, the, people loved it. Yeah, well, that's just it. That's that does not happen. <laughs> you know, you don't premiere a movie a month before it's supposed to come out, unless. You're absolutely confident in it mm-hmm. and what the press is going to say about it. They knew it was great. Everybody's saying it's great. You know, the, the embargo, it's like, it's over. They can give whatever reviews they want about it now. You know, now it's just the minefield of avoiding all the clips for the next three weeks that are coming out. I mean, I'm dodging them like crazy. That's one movie I do not want to see any more trailers for. And that is the one sad thing is that there's a lot of sheeple out there that will jump on bandwagons and go with the majority, which unfortunately was not the situation with Batman versus Superman because there is a breakage there of which side are you are on. But yeah, I'm sure it's going to be great. I have no doubt. It's, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel did a whole week of Marvel. Week. I know, I couldn't had, watch any of it. He had different guests on every night and the exclusive footage. And the MTV Movie Awards had all kind of footage released. And I was like, I'm, I don't want to see any of this yep. stuff. I, I've seen, I like watching the first couple previews, but with something like that, I want to stop. I want something to be a surprise. Did anyone see the video of, like, I think it was Will Smith was dressed up as Batman or Superman on the movie, MTV Movie Awards? Uh, what was, I saw it The was Rock was Dwayne Johnson and uh, yeah. Kevin Hart were Batman and Robin. Okay. Yeah. Was that the yeah. idea? Yeah. Yeah. Or no, they were Batman Superman. That makes sense. Yeah, that's what it was. And, uh, well, The Rock came out once with, uh, Black Adam shirt on. Yeah. Mm. You know, like, cause he's, yeah, just, yeah, yeah he's still saying him. that, which, which, I'm, what, what day, you know, are they finally gonna admit that he's gonna play both roles, right? Yeah. He's gotta be <laughs> Captain Marvel too, right? It would make the most sense. It just seemed like he would overshadow anyone else. And Doctor Strange trailer. I love all the pictures and videos that you see on the internet prior to this of them leaping in the air like they're playing a game. Uh, but again, freaking as much as I am a DC fan, Marvel movies are knocking it out of the park. I thought it looked good. Other than my only complaint is I think the cape should have been more CGI and bigger and more fluffier. I don't know. I, I mean, just judging by those pictures, this may be the most accurate costume we've seen. From yeah, the comics. Really does. It looks right on. Expect Benedict Cumberbatch to, honestly, I, when they cast him, I was like, what? Well, originally and, it was supposed to be Joaquin Phoenix. And I thought, which I like him as an actor, but I couldn't see that. Right. And it, Not for that role. Yeah. yeah. He wouldn't play the game going to the talk shows and going right. to Comic Con. No, he'd grow a big yeah. beard. And, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, it's great. He'd be like the dude playing Doctor Strange. <laughs> it, was, it was a great, great trailer, I thought. And now, Feige was saying that this is a movie you want to see in 3D. I'm like, you know, like I said, I hate 3D, but just like as far as they really want to stretch the technology and bend minds with, you know, some of these effects for Doctor Strange, I'm, 
like, well, I could see, and you could see in the trailer some of the flipping cities and stuff. Mm-hmm. You didn't get too much. It seemed mostly the origin stories. Right. I'm wondering, is the whole movie a long origin story, or is the trailer only showing us the first half hour of the car crash? Hopefully it's just showing us the first, I mean, that's what a trailer should be. I don't want to see the whole freaking movie. Yeah, because you don't even see him in costume, but a few seconds right. in the trailer. So I'm hoping that's not... The ratio of what it actually is in the movie—that's just the last fifteen minutes—he becomes Doctor Strange. Yeah, I, I, I doubt it. I don't know what story they're planning on telling. I don't know all the famous yeah, Doctor, I mean, Doctor Strange, Strange stories. Is kind of a little bit out there as far as Marvel characters go on what people are familiar with. I know if you like, I looked up what are some big Doctor Strange stories, and the one I ordered a trade I found used for of the Oath, which is. BK, Brian K. Vaughn that's wrote. That's one of the best ones. And that's one everybody says is great. So I was like, I'm going to start right here. You know, I'm not a huge Doctor Strange fan, but I, I am a big Brian K. Vaughn fan. So I'm going to read that. I feel like, I, I know I collected a run of his during the 90s. And I feel like, um, Mark, um, uh, Tarek, Terexia or Texera? Texera. Yeah. I feel like he was the artist on it, but I could be wrong on that along with my name. Pronunciation. Yeah, I just remember <laughs> pronunciation. Yes. I remember my uh, and my original. <laughs> we need to drop for that. It's pronunciation. <laughs> but that's Word it right the there. That's right there. Pronunciation is exactly it. <laughs> it's pronunciations with Michael Lewis. Um, the uh, in my original box of comics I got from that one kid, it had a what if. Um, what if this kid is trolling you on the? Oh, he's gonna, oh no. he's 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 going to kill me someday. But it was uh, what if Doctor Strange was a disciple of Dormammu? I remember. Reading that. Anyway, moving on. Suicide Squad trailer number now, whatever. This is funny because as much as I hate Batman versus Superman, I freaking love the latest trailer. I was like, thank goodness. Last time I brought up the, the one trailer, everybody was kind of wishy washy about it, while me and the rest of the internet loved it. And all I could think, I laughed out loud when they played Ballroom Blitz. And yes. I was like, they are trolling Jordan again. Another Wayne exactly. song. That's the only thing I could think of. I was that's like, exa- come on. That's exactly what I thought. Pick something could. not from Wayne's world. Next is Foxy Lady. <laughs> the internet is listening to us. But yeah, I was, I was, cause did, didn't they play the new trailer at the movie for Batman vs. Superman or was that a different one? Uh, not in my theater. Yeah, yeah well, they did, but I think it was the first one. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, the last trailer, I was like, I think that's the problem with DC is they have to understand different movies call for a different audience, and but this one, it, it should be over the top and mm-hmm. kill them all kind of style, and I thought it looked great. I'm oh, all for it. Balls to awesome. the wall, baby. I could not, like I said, I would have never cared about this movie because you know I don't know who these characters are other than. Harley Quinn and it and the Joker, of course, but it, it looks just incredible to me. And the one thing I thought was funny about it was because when we had talked about originally, I was bitching about the white mask, and in that you actually see Will Smith with the Deadshot eye, which mm-hmm. to me looks more like closer to the original version. So yeah, they uh, they were talking about Jared Leto, like really <laughs> trying to nuts. get trying to get into the role here, being a mm. Looney Tunes. He was sending some gifts to the cast. Like dead pigs and yeah, he sent the entire cast a dead pig. He sent uh, evidently what? he hung out with some psychotic people also. Yeah, he sent Margot Robbie a dead rat. Um, he sent uh, some used condoms and anal beads to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's always been a little out there. I mean, a little. 
Just a little. I, I don't know about you guys, but anytime I go to the uh, the post office and they and you're trying to mail something out, don't they usually ask you questions? Does this contain da 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 da? I'm just you know, uh, no, you. it's just a dead rat in here or a pig or you know. <laughs> well, if you wrap it really well, he uses he uses DHO. <laughs> Um, I'm going on the record saying that I definitely think he is Jason Todd. He is Jason Todd. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm laying that down on the minefield. I'm sure it'll blow up in my face, but I'm going on the record now that I think he is Jason Todd. Has that been a rumor? I, I feel like I heard that six months ago. I think I heard it kind of being out there in a little, the, in the dark web red rooms. But I think, I think that's where it's going to go is that he is Jason Todd. Spoiler alert. No, we, we he's basing that on nothing, so he's allowed to say it. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Thor Ragnarok. Apparently, Natalie Portman's out. Yep. After Good. they just spent two Thor movies, you know, giving up his life on Asgard to be with his mortal love, uh, she's gone. Uh, and her character in the comics is Thor. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what the story is there, why she's not there, but they got. Is she still Thor? Yeah. Okay. But she aren't the powers slowly killing her or something like yeah. that? She has cancer. Is that what it is? And she's getting treatment, chemotherapy, but every time she transforms to Thor, it negates whatever happened in her human life. So she's basically starting from square one with the cancer treatment. Come on, Odin. Can't you fix this? <laughs> Odin does not like a lady Thor. Odin has uh, <laughs> He's got issues Odin's with Odin's a little bit misogynist. <laughs> so... The new love interest is going to be Tessa Thompson from Creed. If anybody saw that, or at least or the saw band? Creed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Scott Stapp. Scott Stapp is the new love interest. <laughs> uh, she, uh, oh. she, I think it was Hercules that plays for the other side, not Thor. Yes, the new Rocky movie. She played the love interest. And anyway, she's going to be. In, Why does there have to be a love interest? Because it's been that since the first movie. Like, I really think the first Thor movie was a chick flick. Not so much on the second one, but the first one, I feel like it was a chick flick. Oh, he just be getting over his broken heart. Yeah. And then, well, I, have I don't know. I want her to show up female. and be like Monica Rambeau and be, you know, Captain Marvel or Photon or Pulsar or whatever the heck they call her. But yeah, which, inter- introduce a cool new female character, right. but why does it have to be the standard? She doesn't have to exist because of yeah. him. I don't know. That's three Thor movies and no Black Widow movie. I don't know what's going on. There's your misogynist <laughs> rant. Uh, Wolverine 3. They're... Please you tell know. me it's Old Man Logan. Well, that's that's what the, it sounded like. They said it's going to be set in the future is the latest rumor, and people have already been saying it was possibly going to go along with this Old Man Logan storyline, which I'm not sure what that's about. Do you have a breakdown? Uh, without too many spoilers, it's it's basically Unforgiven. He is Back. many years in the future. William Money. <laughs> the <laughs> villains have won. Heroes have all disappeared. And Logan has vowed never to pop his claws again. He's living a simple life on a farm. Popping off. <laughs> and when you learn why he won't, he won't, it's a very huge moment. The thing that got him to never, you know, be Wolverine again, just Logan. Now, I want to see how Rip Hugh Jackman is in this one, because every movie he plays Wolverine, he's more Jack than the previous version. Like someone did a, a screen comparison of his late the last time he was shirtless. His hair, his hair gets shorter and his muscles get better. Yeah, <laughs> Pearl Mutter, you were talking about oh, Pearl yeah. Mutter. So here's your fall. Some of your fallout. Mm-hmm. Well, we had our. Wait a minute. Do we need a drum roll? 
pearl mutter. There's like, something. Yeah, there's ZZ something. Top. There's some like, sort of. Something should happen when you say pearl mutter. Break out the beards. <clears throat> he's uh, you know CEO Marvel Entertainment, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's kind of got more to do with TV, mm-hmm. and they've got the they're building up all the Inhuman stuff on Agents of Shield. I was gonna say, do they have that. anything on TV? Uh, that's, that's what I hear. <laughs> and then in the movies, there was there, we had Inhuman scheduled for July of 2019. Yeah. And but, then suddenly it has disappeared from Phase 3 schedule. Mm-hmm. I don't think the whole Inhumans is flying. They, they keep trying to do away with the X-Men, but I think that just makes it more popular. I mean, I mean, Cliff, what, what's your opinion? Is this Feige, this, you know, is he saying, I don't have to listen to you, we're not doing Inhumans? I think that's part of it. Uh, I really do. I think Feige just is, he didn't want any part of with this this guy at all. He didn't want to let him in, didn't want him part of the process at all. Um, I mean, at some point they've said he doesn't have to answer to this. Yeah, guy. he doesn't. He, he, he actually reports directly to Alan Horn, I believe, um, who is, um, I believe he runs all of the Disney, basically the Disney movies. Well, Feige said we got, we, you know, this was the plan, but we got Spider-Man back and we got Ant-Man and the Wasp and there's an Indiana Jones movie that summer. We just, we'll push it off to, Later, it'll happen someday. Yeah, but well, I don't really believe it. A Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three has been added to. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So here's a random question for you: If Harrison po- poured pronunciation, <laughs> Michael Case. The sad part was that was a really easy word. <laughs> Harrison Ford was a character in a Marvel universe. Who would he play? Could you imagine him as Cable? Yeah. No. <laughs> Like but, that. No, I'm serious. Like, who who would he play in the Marvel universe? If he <laughs> As would? Jordan looks over his shoulder at the Marvel <laughs> on the wall, let's see who we got here. Maybe he could have been uh, Peter Quill's dad. Okay, moving on. While you think about that, get back to me. Yeah, on that. comment, listeners. Yes, who, who do you guys think? Who can Harrison Ford play in the Marvel universe? Uncle Ben. Yeah. <laughs> My nemesis, James Cameron, has announced there will be four Avatar sequels. That is correct. This has, he, starting Christmas 2018 and then 2020, 2022, 2023. You know, this has got to be, oh, Star Wars kicked us off of Christmas. So we're claiming that all the Christmases in the future. I feel like this gets back to long. All your bed. Christmases are belong to us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Christmas is canceled as far as well, I'm concerned. The funny thing to me was if you really love Avatar, You'll be able to actually go to Pandora, the land of Avatar, the Animal Kingdom in 2017. And so by God, they're going to have there. the freaking park open before the movies ever show up. Don't come back. <laughs> Shooting lots. Has, has there ever been a movie that made a billion dollars with less of a cultural footprint than Avatar? Right. No yeah. one talks about it. There's no merchandise. What's your favorite Avatar quote? Yeah, there's not. It, I it, think it had no impact on culture. I think we, I think a lot of people talk about it, but they're speaking Chinese. And we just don't understand That's absolutely it. Absolutely true. Okay. If you okay. if you really know, you there's know, there's no one po- walking around with long ponytails. The truth to that <laughs> is, in China, they don't know Star Wars. Yeah, at all. Like you it's think, not a, they, it's one. nothing to them. They don't. They don't know it like we know it. it Avatar so is their Star Wars, it, and that's because the truth. So mecha they were not exposed to it, hmm. and so it will be huge over there. Yeah, and it's. It's amazing to me. Another reason communism it. doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's all the reason I needed. Casting for the Dark Tower. Jackie Earl Haley will star as Sayer, 
S-A-Y-R-E, described as a menacing humanoid who is the vampire leader and kowtows to no one. I have no idea who that is. I can't remember it all. But the point of this article was, I found out the answer to your question from last time. It's a trilogy. Okay. Which is what I wanted to hear. I was really afraid. I'd just been hearing movie, movie. And now we know it's a trilogy. Maybe everybody else knew, but I didn't. And... I'm glad to hear that. It's it's going to it's not starting like Gunslinger though. It's starting. When are there vampires on like the very end? Is yeah, that's what. That's exactly that's what the I was mutants, thinking. The only thing like I the remember. Slow mutants mm-hmm. on the. They're going to start with that. Is he a lobstrosity? Is he like on the beach somewhere? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, lobstrosity. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's not starting at the beginning. It's going to be what do they call it in in median res? Yeah. Um, but they it'll fl- jump around. I'm sure. They can't possibly go through it straightforward, but I'm just glad it is a trilogy. So I'm excited about that. That got me reinvigorated. I like him. Okay. We got, this is the only animation news I have, have, but I thought it's, it's worth mentioning the killing joke with Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy and Tara Strong as Batgirl is going to be rated R. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm actually okay with that, but please don't make this a thing. Move on. It seems it's, more like a gimmick to yeah. me. It is. It's a total gimmick. It's like our first ever R-rated yeah. thing. Well, I don't know how you do this hardly without it being... I mean, there's some pretty serious stuff going on in that. I'm really surprised they didn't do The Dark Knight Returns as R-rated, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. but maybe they were too scared. Okay, I want to talk about something really quick before we go into comics. I sent out a link to these guys last week. For a fanfic of story that I time travel story that I just loved, and I thought you know maybe the audience might want to go find it, look it up, and read it if you're a fan of time travel and superhero stories. Um, Cliff, there was no picture, so Cliff couldn't finish it. <laughs> <I was> out. <laughs> but you know what's the the obvious time travel thing everybody wants to do is go back and kill Hitler. Exactly. So Michael th- Bay. Yeah, kill Michael, <laughs> Michael Bay. Bay. Kill Zack Snyder. <laughs> With one giant explosion. <laughs> kill Zack Snyder, James Cameron, Michael Bay, and Hitler. But anyway, the, this was a take by, it's unpretty at tumblr.com. Don't be so hard on yourself. I know. That's what, that's, anyway, she wrote this time travel story about Martha Kent, and it was what if somebody was coming back in time to kill Superman when he was a child because for whatever reason why would they do that I don't know and I'll just give you a little taste of it so to draw you in um, evidently that um, the legends of tomorrow uh, must have read the story oh really because that's the next plot yeah, line we're for next, that way. next episode <laughs> well it basically it had Martha and Jonathan more Martha being pretty vigilant as they have this new alien child you know and she's walking around carrying a shotgun. You know, because she thinks that perhaps at some point, some alien or the government is going to show up looking for this kid. And she's just not sure what's going to happen. But one day, you know. Now in this universe, does Superman have his powers or not? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I mean, like, is he born with him? Like, cause it's supposed to just be your regular. This is a regular, Superman. just regular Superman. Okay. He's a baby. He's two years old the first time. But he's she already said, super strong and all that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She, he should. Somebody shows up. She's expecting. I know you got. All right. I, so the first time this guy, a guy, shows up from the future, Clark's two years old, and he appears out of thin air with a gun. So Martha shoots him with her shotgun. 
She knows that he, this can't be good. So it's kind of like Looper. I read this much. Right. <laughs> this is where Cliff left, maybe. Well, we haven't us. lost Cliff yet. <laughs> He's Where's like, okay, I'm with you now. Okay. Shoots a guy. She buries him behind the barn. Well, then she's like kind of worried about Clark. So now she's going to keep him home and homeschool him. He's two years old. He's already talking clearly with her, you know, and, and so this is kind of like how this affected things. She, whatever happened, it changed the future. And so now. The next time someone shows up, it's a, I like the way it's written. It says, and the first time so, someone showed up, he was four years old. It's the first time again to her. She doesn't remember the last time. She's just still vigilant with a shotgun waiting for aliens or the government. So each one rewrites history right. that Martha doesn't remember. Exactly. So this time a soldier with a gun comes and he says he has a mission to kill the tyrant Kal-El before he comes to power. So she shoots him and buries him in the barn <laughs> in the same hole that there's nobody in this time. She just buries him again, buries the next guy. And she's thinking, okay, the tyrant, Kal-El, you know, why did this happen? And maybe I shouldn't homeschool him. Maybe I should send him to public school so he gets socialized. And so then that changes, rewrites history. And the first time someone shows up, he's five years old. And so it goes on from there. You know, it happens multiple times and it's a really good story. And Anyway, it's unpretty.tumblr.com. Look it up or Google Martha Kent unpretty. There's probably whole sites. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, that. I feel like they also watched uh, Batman versus Superman and used the image of Martha being tied yeah. up. Martha unpretty. Anyway, it, I'd love to tell you the whole story, <laughs> but I want you to go read it. I hope that was a taste enough to do it because it really does pay off as a good story it, it's you know it's, i don't read a lot of fan fiction i don't need it does it did a good job giving you like the backbone of superman like what he could have been it was almost like an elseworld it was a couple of elseworlds mm-hmm. smashed together showing you how he was raised you know the, the correct way he was raised is what turned him into the man he became i mean it was it was really well done yeah so yeah now, how long is this since it does not have pictures it was long <laughs> yeah it, it was, was long. pretty long it was pretty long but <laughs> I think you will love it if is this you read the whole you thing. You can read in one sitting. Oh, absolutely! Or? Yeah, this is okay. this is fifteen minutes. Okay. And yes, I think you'll really like it. Okay, so I'll check it out. Do it, and please let me know when you're done and what you thought of it. Just uh, you know, I'm just gonna say I hated it just to give you a taste of your own medicine. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. All I, just, I know is if I was in a room with uh, no picture, James Cameron, Zack Snyder, and Hitler. And had two bullets, I'd shoot Zack Snyder twice. <laughs> Which, that, that's something we didn't mention on the um, Legends of Tomorrow episode, that they just don't really, they just kind of gloss over is in that Perdegaton episode, mm-hmm. where they don't, they, they screw up and he ends up killing all these people much more earlier. Yeah, sooner than it should have happened. Yeah, They don't say anything week. about that, because uh-uh. that's... We've moved on. We're in the They've old west. They've destroyed the timeline yeah. already. Like, We've it's, moved on. It's or backwards fractured. or yeah. whatever you want to call it. We're in the old west now. But to compare that to Adolf Hitler, that would be like if someone screwed that up and he became the tyrant like much earlier. <laughs> but anyway, let's Yeah, continue. if I had two bullets right now, I'd shoot Michael myself. <laughs> <laughs> How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? 
We're uh, moving on to all this DC Rebirth stuff. Calm yourself down. Don't salivate on the keyboard, Michael. I, well, um, I, I feel like I'm Ash from uh, Pokemon. I, I got to collect them all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Timely pull. Um, so we're going to go through the DC previews for all this Rebirth stuff real quick here. And um, first, Jordan's going to give you some instructions on how to go about Getting these on your pull list. Yeah, we are talking rebirth tonight. Um, now, there, there's something I want to read real quick. Okay, that it ties into this. I thought this was perfect. We got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> the rebirth. <laughs> this was uh, from Ble- bleedingcool.com by Rich Johnson. I thought he summed up rebirth very well. the The title of it is "The DC Universe in the Rebirth of Joy," and just the beginning paragraph says, "A couple of months ago, DC." comics basically went full-on boys to men 90s slow jam style uh realized what it had lost got down on bended knee and told its readers that it knew it had done wrong and begged long-time readers to come home again he they, they also did an article about the dc road show or that they do for retailers and apparently Dan Didio and Jim Lee had to go stand in front of a room of retailers who just like yelled at them for a couple of hours. <laughs> and they're like, all right, we'll do better, you guys. But, uh, yeah, this week, uh, DC put out the, the first catalog. It's been online a couple of days, but it's finally came out in print. The, the, the April previews catalog came out with no DC section in it. So they weren't even ready yet. So they published this one two weeks later. With all the information for this first wave of rebirth titles. So we're gonna go through, we're gonna either add them to our pull list or, or tell them no thanks. And, uh, yes, as a public service announcement, pre-order your comics, everyone. If you have something you're excited about that you wanna read, tell your local comic shop guy, because he may not know whether to order them, he or she, may not know whether to order them in or not. There are many hundreds and hundreds of comics every month, and no shop can order all of them. So, especially the indie books, that's a way to show them love, pre-order. So, for noobs that don't understand or don't know how it works, when they're doing their pull list, how much in the future are they like, isn't it like months? Yeah, the previews are always two months in advance. So yeah, if you, and then it's tough too because a lot of times reviews and things, I, I place my order based on basically a thumbnail photograph and two sentences. I have to decide how many books to order. And then, you know, the week they come out, there's all these interviews and, and previews and buzz. And by then it could be too late. You don't know. Like oh that is actually is really cool I should have ordered more of those so yeah if you want to guarantee you you you're gonna get something that looks like it could be a hot book you gotta let people know in advance because it's it's a tough enough job without trying to gauge all this interest don't make Jordan's job harder than it already is <laughs> it's really tough you guys <laughs> but yeah we're insider knowledge people so yeah uh, so we've talked about the last couple episodes but this is this is a big deal DC Rebirth we are rebooting the entire universe with all new number ones. But I heard it's not a reboot. It's a soft reboot. So the main book is just called DC Universe Rebirth Number One. I'll take that. That's going to launch. Put me down for that. Yeah, okay. I'm on it. Uh, May 25th, 
they're, they're doing the midnight release. You can get it Tuesday night early. It's written by Jeff Johns, who seems to be kind of the architect of this whole thing. They've sort of just let him, because he was the writer of Green Lantern Rebirth and Flash Rebirth, a very yeah. acclaimed miniseries that sort of took a floundering character and refocused them into, you know, you know sales hit, critical hits. Like, he's done it twice before, and he's going to try to do it for the whole universe now. He's so. the guy that killed Flash's mom. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and they already said there's going to be like one death and three new sh- new shows or people showing up from the past yes. in that issue. Yes. So it's je- it's 80 pages, it's only 2.99. Every book from DC is now going to be 2.99. I think that's awesome. So you get 80 pages of content and they this catalog three or four different places it says do not spoil it, do not go online, you want to be shocked. So something big is going to happen here. There's going to be a big last page reveal. There's going to be a death. There's going to be returns. We don't know what's going to happen. But the artists are Gary Frank, Ivan Rice, Ethan Van Skyver, and Phil Jimenez. And John's described it as having basically four chapters. Uh, so I'm sure each artist is for a chapter. So the, he called the first chapter Loss. And his quote was, It focuses on what perhaps has gone missing in our comic books and historically what the DC Universe really is. So they're admitting, you know, something from this new 52 is missing, and this, they're gonna articulate it. And the second one, they're saying legacy. That's the main thing I feel has been lost from the DCU, from the new 52 reboot. Legacy comes into play again, says Jeff Jones. I absolutely agree. So it's all these second generation characters that they've sort of glossed over and ignored. We're gonna have a deeper roster of these, these characters. The third chapter he calls love. Quote, it's all about the love that's in the DC Universe, and that which has disappeared from the DC Universe. So who knows what that means. We'll never do that again. (laughs) (laughs) And the chapter four, he says, is life. Quote, which is about both the end and beginning of life. So, yeah, if you want to know what's going on in DC, this is the one book you need to check out. So then, starting in June, every book is ending that's been going on for years and years with this new 52. And they're all coming back as rebirth specials. And there's 18 different one shots that sort of launch you. It's sort of a either wrapping up, you know, what's been going on or kickstarting the next thing. So of these rebirth specials, you're getting a Superman, a Green Arrow, Aquaman, The Flash, Wonder Woman, Titans. Then in July, Red Hood and the Outlaws, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, Nightwing, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, The Hellblazer. And the August, Cyborg, Suicide Squad, Deathstroke, Supergirl, Blue Beetle. Cliff, mm-hmm. are you awake? Already? I am. Uh, September gives you Teen Titans and Batman Beyond. So those are all just the one-shots. So we're going to go over this first wave of ongoing series and uh, let you know what we think. Um, the first one in the book, Superman. Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason. Uh, and this looks like... The pre-crisis Superman, because he he has the he has the son Jonathan, so that's been going on in the Lois and Clark series that's been going on now. <laughs> what page are you on? <laughs> it's like English crawl. Like, like this. Teacher's gonna have <laughs> like sweating. The teacher's gonna call on him. And he can't, like, <laughs> can't find the right page in the textbook. <laughs> what page are you on? <laughs> read along. Yeah, read right. along with the class, Michael. <laughs> page thirty-five. Back in the Is that days. gum in your mouth? <laughs> I'm over here drawing, Teach. So, yeah, they, okay. in the last year or so, they've brought in this, this Superman after the Convergence that is married to Lois, has a son named Jonathan, and he's been in the shadows while our, our New 52 Superman has been out fighting crime. This sort of pre-crisis Superman 
has been hidden away. So he seems to be the the star of this one because it's all about raising this kid, the superpowered kid, uh, trying to be the kind of father. You know, Paul was a great father to him, and he's trying to be a, a father to this young kid. But the you know the world's way more dangerous than it was. So that's a very different take, I think. I'm sure Michael, you're on board for this one. I don't even know if I can talk right now. I'm so freaking excited. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's. I've always thought that Superman, because of his values, should be a little bit older than what a lot of people um, navigate towards. I'm curious, like, if these two Supermen, the, I want to see what the difference in their costumes are. I, I assume he's not going to have red trunks either, but because um, I, I, I know I saw this series that you were talking about that he was kind of in a more of a black suit or something. Yeah, the, he's so. pulling he's pulling the costume away. It looks yeah. like but he has a he has that black costume on the on. bottom. It looks like he's pulling yeah. it away, and you see the red and blue. And then we're also getting the action comics, and mm-hmm. it's becoming renumbered. So the first issue of that will be nine fifty seven, because uh, pre New Fifty Two it ended at issue nine oh four. So if you add 52 issues to that, you start at 957. Uh, and this one seems to have Lex Luthor more in charge of things. Uh, he's, he's named himself, uh, Protector of Metropolis. I, he, he takes Superman's iconic symbol and he's, he's becoming the hero he doesn't think, you know, Clark is. This is just a weird image seeing Lex Luthor in that, in that Superman suit. Mm-hmm. I, 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 th- I don't mind it. I just wish it was green and purple. Nothing. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. Even I know. That. <laughs> uh, I have a question. So, going back to the previous, two Lois Lanes and two Supermen running around. Well, they haven't solicited it yet, but there's also Superwoman. Lois Lane has superpowers. Yeah. Okay. But so I don't that's... know if that is the super, the what the Lois who is the mom of Jonathan, or if that's some different Lois. I don't know. Man, you're going to be making a lot of money off of me. <laughs> We've got Two a, Loises? Yeah. We've yeah got, is this Parasite we've got down here in the corner? Yeah, it's it like is. Parasite and Doomsday. And we've got a a Jimmy Olsen sighting. He's not black. He's not dead. He's got cool hair, though. <laughs> He's got the, like, faux hawk. <laughs> yeah, but they've teased... They've te- yeah, they've teased Lex in action, new Superman. Uh, There's the Chinese Superman. Superwoman, who is Lois, mm-hmm. and then Supergirl, protecting National City, which is you know, familiar to Very the TV similar. show. So, yeah, Superman's going to have a whole line of books with lots of different characters, lots of different, I don't know if we're coming from different realities or what the deal is. But. What I really dig with these designs is the S symbol is different pretty much on every single one, which I always thought. It's something they should be doing all along. So we're written by Dan Jurgen. They all look the same to me. No, they're not. Do I have to go in my history and show you what I mean? Well, I mean that's an S. <laughs> well, yeah, they're all S's for Superman. But they're all but shaped the same. No, they're not. Yeah, they go left and right and left. <laughs> the, I know. My name starts with S. I know. Excuse I me. The Superwoman design is going to the more electric, electric Superman when he was Superman Blue and then Strange Visitor had it. Um, and then, uh, but anyway, I'm sorry, Jordan, for Seth interrupting. Please, please <laughs> continue. Like, I, was, I used to be a substitute teacher. I'm having flashbacks <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep you rowdy students in line. Please continue on your golden. All right, the next one period. is Batman, 
And uh, taking over for Scott Snyder. Big shoes to fill. Is Wait Tom a minute. <laughs> the question about yeah. Superman. Okay, let's go back. You don't know something about Superman? I'll take this question. What does pe- What do you guys feel about the new design for Superman versus on the costume versus the previous one they were using? Because they use the. I like his original round shield. I don't let. <laughs> It's never on a round <laughs> <laughs> um, No, I mean, because the 52 DC was. I never like, liked the techie. new 52, the armor yeah. look with the. the why does Superman guards need armor? The, yeah. the knee pads. And, well, it was yeah. like supposed to be Kryptonian wear. Just extra yeah. lines on the costume. I never thought it needed extra piping. I don't. We, yeah. The red shorts, I could take or leave. It doesn't really. I, I'm not that worked up about that, but the, this all the extraneous stuff on the costume never looked right to me. I'm groovy with this new version I, i'm uncertain about the lack of red boots i was just gonna say that. that i don't like the boots yeah. okay okay now we're on batman now we can talk about batman what are you eating over there seth sweet tart can having sweet one? tart bringing up for the whole class yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm having a sweet tart and trolling the dc fans here. <laughs> so yeah we got tom king and david finch I've heard of him. David Finch can do a twice monthly uh, book, but we're gonna try it. Looks like Batman lost his shorts too. Yeah, this is an odd oh, costume to me. This time. is this this costume is a little off, but I am I the only one that doesn't really care for David Finch's because it's like it's his pencils, it's not his inks, and to me it's off putting. Am I the only one that I feels like this way? What he didn't he do uh, Avengers Disassembled? Was that who that was? Yes. See, I like some of that. Well, it's I in like low doses, that, yeah. But this, like, it, I don't know. It's it's just off-putting to me, but that's just me. But what this one it? looks like uh, there, there's a mysterious new hero named Gotham. So there's a character coming mm-hmm. called Gotham who tries to take over for Batman. And the, the quote from, from Tom King was, He's young and idealistic, like someone who joins the Peace Corps, but goes into the heart of some third world war zone thinking he knows how to fix everything. So Batman's going to teach him, have to teach him Batman's how, how not Gotham stand for that. Yeah, how Gotham really works. So this He's is going to use his pimp hand on him. This is the, you know, whether you're a Superman fan or Batman fan or whatever fan, this is the iconic book right now. It is the best selling book DC has. So there's a lot riding on this one. And, you know, Tom King has, has, has been a big deal lately. He's, he's written a lot of stuff that people like. So what? he's. I'm drawing a blank at the moment, okay, but uh, I've heard of him. Uh, <laughs> put him on the spot, right? Don't yeah. Uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah, lots of stuff. He's 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 <laughs> so pre- much. He's prestigious even. and prodigious and, and excellent. <laughs> on the um, but he's not Scott Snyder, so fans are gonna uh, be extra extra scrutiny. Well, talking about the costume with the whole bat logo, because they've, we've always talked about. I like that outline. On yeah, like I mean, how that's something DC can copyright versus the bat. They've always talked about the yellow, and now they're just doing an outline. Hmm. So, and I, I'm cool with that. I can get down with it. But so, um, we've also got. Are we ready? Yeah, go ahead. Well, we no one said we are not there picking that one up. Oh. He just assumes all these are pulls. Yeah, you're all yeah. going to buy all of them. Right? <laughs> well, um, Put me down for two of each. <laughs> I will try it out. Okay. No, I'm not keen on his pencils. Um, Detective, the other iconic long-running book, is going back to its numbering. It I'm actually off, excited about this one. It left off at issue 881, and 52 issues later, we're now at issue 934. Also twice a month, James Tinian IV. And art by Eddie Barrows. So this one, it looks a little odd. It's it's not a solo book. It's Batman and Batwoman, 
teaching a new generation. They're schooling Red Robin, Tim Drake, uh, Cassandra Kane has now been renamed the Orphan, and Stephanie Brown is back as Spoiler, and then Clayface trying yeah. to turn over a new leaf. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting tweak there. Yeah, it said he was never like an evil guy. He was just a normal guy until he got mutated and became a villain. So they're saying Batman thinks he can rehabilitate him, him and, and turn him back into a, a member of society. Which, that's another character I feel Paul, it's, he is the way he is because of Paul Denny on the Batman the Animated Series original. He's the one that really gave Clayface an iconic presence, I think. Because yeah, there's been several Clayface, you know, Silver Age Clayface, yeah. and all, there's been a lot of different ones, but the, the modern version, I think, kind mm-hmm. of began on that animated series. And, and this is the first time we've seen um, the Red Robin and more the traditional Robin outfit here. Yeah, it's basically the Robin outfit, but instead of an R, it's an RR. That's yeah, it's got two like, R's. I'm, I was just like, so, so you don't confuse them with just Robin. And it's green instead of black behind the... Mm-hmm. Um, I that's one thing that I will say. I hated the Red Robin costume design in the New Fifty Two. It was so oddballish to me. Like one one of the designs I really love was uh, Alex's Ross's design for Red Robin from going way back to uh, Kingdom. Oh, like the black hood. Yeah, that was the one it, with the hood. Yeah. yeah, I mean it showed up in um, DC Fifty Two yeah. also. Yeah, I was just gonna say uh, there were two different ones. Yeah. So. But yeah, I thought that design. I'm. I don't know why they're not using it, but I'm cool with all this. Yeah, I mean this. Yeah. It, it looks interesting. It looks good. Um, yes, you know Stephanie Brown's back. Cassandra Kane's back. Um, I, I, Batwoman. I don't. I don't know that you can really go wrong so who, with that. Who is Batwoman? Who under the Kathy Kane? Yeah, Kathy Kane. Yeah, I. I that Which was one book I fought I bought for a long time in the new really 52 is, yeah the yeah. the Batwoman run um it it was really really good until DC screwed up and kicked the team off <laughs> yeah. of it, basically um which the woman that plays Batwoman plays Batwoman um that's the original you know, from the original continuity of Batman, that was her name. Yeah. And there was a Yeah, Batman going way back, back it was. In the Silver Age. Where she carried a purse. <laughs> yeah, and she was, like, her costume is yellow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those are the two uh, main Bat titles. But they're also doing a book. You know, Scott Snyder has been writing Batman for years now. Started on Detective with an acclaimed run. He's, run, he's written 50 issues of Batman now. He's moving something called All-Star Batman, which it's not solicited yet. But it looks like almost a Legends of the Dark Knight kind of thing. The first arc is John Romita Jr., Jock, Declan Shalvey, uh, Sean Murphy. I mean, it's going to have some really amazing artists involved in these short arcs starring different villains. Well, that, going back to that Legends of the Dark Knight, that was a really good series. Like, there was some of my favorite Batman stories was from that. Yeah, they're like just short stories by some of the best creators. And yeah, it was... Yeah, there's some really iconic moments from that. But those kind of books never seem to sell, like the anthology books. But this one looks to be kind of a marquee title, so that, that could be a huge one. But that doesn't come out immediately. That's a little bit later on. So the next one, Aquaman. Dan Abnett and Brad Walker. I, I have to – I feel like I'm just interrupting you constantly, Jordan, so I apologize. That's all right. But when this was all being solicited and started, they were talking about making it closer to the movie franchises. And we're back to classic Aquaman, which is the opposite (laughs) of what we're doing with the movies. This looks absolutely nothing, which I'm completely A-OK with, other than his costume 
I'm confused because it's not the scales, but it looks like they're trying to emulate like a fish texture. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Which it's the right. That's it. Out, out. I just got caught. I've got my Captain America anniversary magazine tucked inside the cover of this DC preview. That's going to the principal's office. Excuse me, teacher. No, but this is classic Aquaman. It's the right color, blonde hair, short, versus Black Manta. What else can you want? I mean, that the, the Aquaman started really strong with the new 52. People really love that take on him. But he lately, yeah, lately <laughs> there's been a little less Well, Jeff Johns was doing it there yeah. at the beginning, too. So, so yeah, we're going to try to, to uh, bring Aquaman back to the forefront. And, uh, and isn't uh, Mirror going to become Aquawoman? I believe so. So then The Flash, everyone's favorite CW star, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Carmine de Giandominico. Uh, looks like uh, there's a, uh, Central City gets attacked, and random residents start getting hit by lightning and getting super speed. So Flash has to deal with a city full of people with speed. One of them happens to be a serial killer murdering other speedsters. So. <laughs> Is that Godspeed? Say what now? Is that Godspeed? The character Godspeed. The guy that they're showing in the background of this. Like, I saw, I saw a design for him. He's like white yeah, I'm and not sure. I haven't heard that. Uh, yeah. That's what I was trying to figure it, out. If this is him or, in the background yeah. here. Uh, which I am kind of surprised with because everyone's costume has been tweaked from the previous 52. And it doesn't look like flashes this at all. It still has his exit piping on it. Uh, this is, I mean, the color's different, but it's very similar to the television show, it looks yeah. like. Um, same with Wally, and then we see Captain Cold there behind uh, what I assume is Iris. Yeah, more, looks like, you know, classic characters. I haven't seen anything I'm not picking up yet. <laughs> All right, cha-ching. <laughs> so, apparently Hal enough. Jordan is is leaving the Green Lantern title to do his own book, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. He has his own mission going on. So, the main he's title... He's leaving the band. He's out. <laughs> so, the main title is called Green Lanterns, and we're stuck with two rookie Green Lanterns, Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz, who, uh, he, he made waves a couple years ago being the first Muslim Green Lantern. And he he carried a gun. (laughs) And he had a gun, yes. And then this Jessica Cruz came in in that last storyline. She was powering from the Injustice squad. She was being controlled by an evil sentient ring feeding on her weakness and fear. And now she's overcome that and she's trying to be her own. You know, these, these people are trying to fill the shoes of Hal Jordan. You know, the living legend and, and the, I mean, you know, the earth doesn't trust them. The villains don't think they are good enough, you know, to fill his shoes. So it's, it's, you're going to get kind of a buddy cop movie starring two rookies in way over their head. I really like her look, him not so much. I, I don't mind the design of him. Um, I like it. I, th- I think it's in a different take on a Green Lantern outfit. Although I find it interesting that Ethan Van Skyver, one name I can pronounce correctly. Uh, he kind of draws him like Batman, but without the ears. Anyway, that was very angry. Yeah. But that is by Sam Humphreys and Robson Roca. And these, I, I wouldn't exactly call all these uh, creators an all-star cast. Like, some newer names yeah. I'm not familiar with, so it's not like they're just bringing in all A-listers. There's some new younger talent as well. It's like a mix. Uh, so next on the list is Green Arrow. Benjamin Percy and Otto Schmidt. Again, I'm not. <laughs> I couldn't tell you either what these guys have worked on, but but there's a variant cover by Steve Neil Adams. What? Yeah, I'm looking at the rebirth issue. Okay, <laughs> get on the right page. Yeah. 
so apparently they're they're looking at this. This says Ollie. He can. He's confronting the fact that he can't fight the man when he is the man. You know, being a billionaire tech genius, whatever. Ooh. He's he's not out mm-hmm. on the streets where he should be. So he he starts giving. You know, his fortune leaves him. His friends leave him. Uh, but Dinah Lance returns, Black Canary. So with this new Fifty Two, they've really had nothing to do with each other. One of the best couples in comics history. So we're going to have Green Arrow and Black Canary as a team once again. So it's almost like a mix of Arrow TV series with the old Ollie series. And they pointed out they're very happy that the goatee is back. Yes. That's one of the main selling points. He now has a goatee again. It looks like Green Arrow again. Except for the funny little hat. We're back to the hood, but that's, I'm sure, in relation to... Hey, that freaking Robin Hood hat is hard to draw. It's it's, (laughs) like... From an artist, I don't know why, but sometimes very simple things are really hard to draw, and that's just one of those things that are on my list of I hate drawing Robin Hood hats, so I'm cool with the hood. So our next series will not be a Robin Hood adaptation. <laughs> I just like that the, the writer said his touchstones are Den- Dennis O'Neill and Mike Grell, Yep, and those are the two that kind of define Green Arrow for me, so mm-hmm. if he's anywhere near that, I'm happy. It, I'm forgetting here. Do you have the whole Mike Grill run now? I'm working on it. Are you close? I'm scouring the dollar bins. I've got the first 50-some issues, I think. How long is his run? 80. He, he wrote. He didn't draw them all, but he wrote... He didn't draw many of them, actually. But he wrote 80 straight issues of Green Arrow. Some of the best 80s comics there ever was. Nice. Uh, and the last one, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! By Greg Rucka. There's a name a we know. Had a had a long run, you know, and a kind of a clean run with Wonder Woman. Art and cover by Liam Sharp. So this is we're looking. I believe the 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 first story is called Year One. So we're looking at some of the the, the origins of Wonder Woman. Uh, apparently, some of the things she's taken for granted about her origin and her past are being contradicted, and she has to start questioning some things she always thought were true. And of course, what does Wonder Woman love most? truth she got the whole lasso for it so she has to go find some answers and uh ruckus says he's going to explore some of that uh he says it's been glossed over a lot but that moment when she finally answers the call and has to leave paradise island that sort of just always happens he's going to make more drama out of that and what actually took her you know the, the strength it took her to leave her people and go out into man's world so we're dealing I don't know if it's a retelling of the origin or if we're going to have flashbacks to it, but it looks like we're starting kind of in square one with Wonder Woman. Well, the now this costume is very similar to the what we the saw movie. on Batman versus Superman. Which I like it a lot. I'm actually really enjoying that costume design. I, I, I like that the yellow is back instead of the more silver look. I'm mm. trying to decide whether I like this art or not. It like the cover on the Rebirth kind of makes me feel of like. Uh, Brian Bolin, but um, the actual cover of the issue—it's. I just—it feels like a fantasy artist, which I mean should tie very easily with Wonder Woman. But I just—I can't decide. I'm on the fence on the art style as of right now. So that's all the one shipping in June for that for the first major month of Rebirth. So, what do we think? Are we better? Like when you first saw New Fifty Two? Yeah. How does this compare with when you first started seeing that art and those solicitations? Ten times better. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, it, it definitely takes us back to I, a more, for the most part, a more classic version of the of the of your core characters. I think. I'm um, trying to decide if I was excited about anything from the new Fifty Two when it was being solicited. Yeah, there were things. Um, they, I don't think we just the excitement didn't last very long. I think I bought for myself like Justice League, yeah. like Jim Lee on the mm-hmm. art. I bought Aquaman. I bought Batman. Yeah, but not not a whole lot. There was um, Animal Animal Man oh, was I really did, good. Yes, I yeah. did Animal yeah. Man and Swamp Thing. Yeah, yeah. There was some good stuff out there. Um, it just petered out really quickly. So, so this history does not repeat. Well, it just seemed like they were trying to fix some things that didn't need fixed. Like yeah. they're trying to, oh, we're going to make it for, you know, hip young origin where everyone's in their twenties and young. And I don't think you need that. DC is more about legacy and more about, mm-hmm. you know, these characters have been around a long time and there's, there's a lot you can uh, do with that. Um, excuse me, teacher. Can you check on Seth to make sure he's still awake? <laughs> I'm reading about the Red Skull and his daughter, Sin. <laughs> Um, that's the wrong universe. Some great stuff there. Okay. So, good job, DC. You seem to be on the right path. Nobody's getting fired just yet. Until yet. Sales figures start coming in. This next. So that all kicks off May 25th. Same day as Captain America, Steve Rogers. Number one. <laughs> we'll is, talk about that on some other. Oh, yeah. Silly new costume. On, on the back cover of the preview, um, we do get... Oh, yeah, talk about the, that. the little image here of, of our um, looks like the it's an hour two hourglasses and it had they're both trapped uh, have uh, some classic looks like maybe 1980s Justice League and the other one is um, looks like the uh, classic society the guy's yeah. got the JSA. frisbee hat that's always know the society the guy get out get Flash out. has a frisbee hat but uh so they're they're <laughs> still I know. they're the, they're trapped I, i'm curious well, to see where this, this is going this is actually why i brought this book the crisis on infinite earth the hardback is one of the rumors is is that this never happened and yeah. when i was on jesse sturger's uh source podcast or source material i was talking about the time trapper where there was a uh superboy that fought fought and it was in this pocket universe and this i i'm from what i'm led to believe is that this actually has something to do with the time trapper and because you see these different universes in these hourglasses and then the current versions in the very last one busting out well convergence ended on kind of a controversial note that no one seemed to care or talk about yeah no one bought convergence yeah that was but they the one the people who survived the universes several of them went back it was uh, like how jordan is parallax and a few other characters basically went back to stop the anti-monitor and prevent the crisis from happening so it sort of ended on a weird note of like Wait a minute! Did crisis happen or not? Or like, so there was something messed up with the timeline as far back as convergence. So who knows if that has anything to do with it or what we're talking about? But I'm excited. That's all I got to say. Michael's excited. I'm excited too. Uh, I am. I'm excited too. Looks like some good stuff coming from DC. So on down the line. But uh, yeah, next month start start buying them up again. See you fifty new fifty two. Goodbye. So we have a, like a website and stuff. Like, do we tell people where to? Oh yeah, I got. I got to ask you guys: Are you down with KPP? You know <laughs> dot <me>? com. Dot <laughs> com. 
You know me.com. <laughs> yeah, we have all a, the homies. We have a new URL. We are now at you. Oh my God. There we go. Jordan, take over. <laughs> you can life. find our podcast. His life. <laughs> <laughs> you down with kpp.com. Also on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher, Facebook. We're you'll be able places. to find us. Yeah. We're you out there. Now. Us. Yeah, yeah. You, I think you can find us. If you can't find us, you don't have the internet. So yeah, like it and share it and review it and tell your friends and tell your enemies and tell your dogs and cats and help us spread the word and we appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And as always, I am the most illustrious Michael K. Easton. I'm Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth Offenberger, and the last time time travelers came to kill Michael K. Easton, I told them they were too late. I'd already buried him behind Asylum Comics. <laughs> <laughs>